The Leave Your Legacy podcast is supported by Wise Financial. Wise Financial is a Northwestern Mutual private client group member. For over 20 years, Wise Financial has dedicated its efforts to designing comprehensive wealth management strategies for business owners and many accomplished athletes. Through their efforts, Wise Financial has been recognized as an industry-leading firm. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello and welcome to the Leave Your Legacy Show. I'm your host, Kenya Murray, and today we have a very special, not only episode, but series. One of the things that everyone knows is I've been happily married. Uh, maybe not happily married. Uh, we were married <laughs> almost 25 years now. Uh, but like a lot of couples, we went through a lot of ups and downs and we almost got divorced. And so we started this YouTube page called Marriage WTF. And we want to kind of bring that back just because there's so many people that we know that have been affected by it, but also who have been I mean, they gained a lot from it. It opened up the door for them to talk. And and in some instances, some of our friends have told us like it helped save their marriage. And so we want to do kind of a special series to kind of revisit those times, how we got through them and how we ended up on this end of the, I guess, this end of the the positive marriage spectrum uh, still being together. And so uh, I want to introduce uh, my lovely wife of 24, almost 25 years, Michelle Murray. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> You're gonna be short and sweet, huh? Yeah, short and that's sweet. How I roll. Well, we really want to get started off with this. Um, why did we do marriage WTF? It was one of those things where you and I, obviously, I was very oblivious to what was going on. I was kind of in my own world, very ego driven, um, and not really being the best man. So, I guess we can go back to the text that started it all. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard to know where to start um, because there were years and years of things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think for those that don't know, um, marriage WTF, what it, what it stands for, um, you know, the first probably going back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We knew each other for eight weeks and we got engaged. Yeah. Was, yeah, was and then one year later, um, we got married. And then on our first anniversary, the twins were three weeks old. Mm -hmm. So everything moved kind of fast for us. We were still getting to know each other and we had twins, but we knew enough about each other that we knew that we wanted to be together. Yeah. I mean, there, there was no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, so I would say probably, you know, the maybe the second year of our marriage is when um, you kind of, you start chasing the dream of, of wanting to be a, yeah, the division one, the division one yeah, basketball coach, men's basketball coach. And I was on board, super supportive. Um, and then when it wasn't happening for you, I think that's when a lot of frustrations, um, kind of came about for you. And, um, uh, I was kind of WTF and it stood for <laughs> what you think it stands for. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it took us about 15 years and it took the text of um, when I finally said, I think our marriage is over Yeah, that we decided it's worth the fight. Yeah, it was. I think we looked at it from a, a couple of different areas too. you know, having kids, you know, having Demetrius had just moved in with us and mm -hmm. the boys were going into their senior year. Yeah. It was yeah. They're 20, going to 2018 and the 2018, 2019. Yeah. And then have McKenna at home. So you kind of look at the family dynamic too. And 
making sure that you, you want to keep the family intact. But there were just things that I needed to do more than anything to change. And and I think one of the things we talked about, too, is there's a lot of players. And I'm not I'm not giving myself any excuse here, but there's a lot of former players mm-hmm. that have a hard time readjusting to like real life. And I know for me, it was my name meant so much to me. Yeah. And I really leaned on that. And one right. of the, part of the frustration for me was that, well, you know, I, I played at Iowa, I did a, this and did that, and mm-hmm. I'm not getting an opportunity. You know, I was, I was, and you've seen other player. guys who have played and yeah. their alma maters, they yeah. end up coaching there and that's how their careers get started. Absolutely. And so I was, I was okay. If I can't do it as a player, like right. I'm gonna do it as a coach. But then when that didn't happen, it did, it, it caused this, I mean, I don't know, like search, I guess yeah. for something like for me, just trying to figure out like, who am I kind of thing. And so I totally like became almost introverted with some things. I wasn't very open about things. And I really didn't talk to you about no. the frustration that was going on. And so, um, so, the, so that text, you know, we can. Hi, yeah. Hindsight, looking back yeah. every, uh, you know, it was very ego driven. Yeah. Uh, all your, all the decisions that, that you had made not great decisions. Right. Um, and you know, I, I, I struggle because there's so much to unpack, but, uh, you know, a lot of times I feel like it's your story to tell, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't want to rush you into telling anything that you're not ready to. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, this is 15 years yeah, of yeah, me, yeah. you know, tiptoeing <laughs> around it all. So yeah. no, no, I'm good. I'm, it's, it, it, it's still, you know, it's, it saddens me in a way because, looking back on it, I can't believe like I was that guy. And the funny thing is, I wouldn't say funny, but the interesting thing is Definitely how the kids, funny. the kids noticed it oh, man. and how they noticed a big swing. But it all started yeah. because you and I were on our way to a softball game with McKenna yep. and we did a Facebook live. And that's kind of how this whole like, okay, let's do a podcast thing kind of yeah. started. Because I mean, had we been, had we, you had gone to see I'd been to counseling. Our therapist. Yeah, yeah. I'd been to see Brandon. So it was yep. one of those things where he kind of gave us um, his approval right. to do the show. Like it was yeah. it was really, really weird. Like he's like, yeah, I think it's a good idea. And we're kind of like, okay. But that for me was one of those things like, okay, now I got to put it out there. If we're going to put it out there, then yeah. I have to be real about it. And I have to, I have to dig deep into mm-hmm. what I needed to do individually to change. And so, yeah, Brandon kind of springboarded everything. Yeah, he did. Well, I think that like, from my perspective too, um, everyone looked at us and, 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 you know, oh my gosh, you guys got the perfect family Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're so lucky and, you know, and everyone puts everything out on, you know, Facebook and I hope I don't get sued, but you know, I I always refer to it as fake book because like that it's, it's not real. Like, I know this couple, they're struggling, like yeah. they're, they're going to end up divorced. And, you know, it just, everyone's putting on like such a facade. And so I've never been really been a huge, like social media person. And, and I'm, I just said, you know, like we, we were having such a great conversation Yeah, we were in that yeah. car ride. So I was like, why don't we do like a Facebook live and yeah. just let people know, like marriage isn't easy. And oh, what was so hard was, you know, I, I had a, ter- I didn't, I didn't have a great father and, um, never really wanted to be in my life. And 
Um, don't get me started about my mother. Um, that's a whole nother <laughs> yeah, we, Jerry Springer that's show. Whole, yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> five episodes or both of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were, the most important thing to me was that our kids were, they were my priority because I was never a priority for my parents. Yeah. So I knew that you were going to be an amazing father and you were like, you were, you were a, not a great husband. I'm trying not to swear. <laughs> Bleep her out. Yeah. You, you were not a great husband, but you were such a good father. And, and so I was in this conundrum of how, how can I break up our family when the, the kids need him and he's so great for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, but I just want to just choke him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. But it, it was, I think, but biggest thing too, like one of the non-negotiables was transparency and honesty. Yes. And we had to sit the kids down and we talked to them about what was going on. Oh yeah. You did not. No, that you was did so, not. I was so uncomfortable. I, know. I did not want to hit that up. But I, but I, I, I knew that that's what needed to happen. Like yeah. we had to be, because kids are sponges. They know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it's come back, you know, and the kids have talked to us about it now because we have that openness. They've talked about yeah. them hearing us argue. We weren't, I mean, we weren't yeller yellers, but you know, there would be times where it was very. Well, we don't in, live in a very big house yeah, though either. Yeah. Very, very intense. Um, but that's the one thing like I, I remember you saying is like, I don't, we may not stay together, yeah. but you know, I want you to be, to become the best version of yourself. And mm -hmm. I knew that if I worked on me and became a better man, then I would in turn become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, better son. And so it all kind of started with that. It really started with some self-reflection. And Brandon was huge in, in pulling, pulling that out of me as our counselor, um, really challenging me, mm -hmm. which we had a counselor. I had a counselor before, a female counselor, which being totally honest, I suffer from what they call a hero complex. Mm -hmm. And it was always, and I think it came, we talked about it, it came from my relationship with my mom and my sister and mm -hmm. kind of being their go-to or mm -hmm. they leaned on me a lot of times for emotional support and that kind of thing. And we were, it was the three of us, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, my father wasn't in my life um, for a long time. And so I knew like, like going to, Interacting with females was one of the biggest things that got me, right. you know, pissed you off and, and put us in that, put us in that situation. And I knew that, you know, going to the counselor, it was like, I was almost manipulating the female counselor into, yeah, I'm good. I'm Which good. was so predictable. Yeah. And you, you Which, called it. Let me, female counselors are amazing. I, pro I if I, if I was going to go to counseling, yeah. that's who I would probably prefer a female counselor. You go to what you're comfortable with and that's what you were comfortable with at the time. And I knew that because, you know, I think it was Brene Brown, maybe. I don't know. I listen to so many. <laughs> you cannot grow in your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And so with you then going to Brandon, I'm like, this is great. I'm still leaving you, but <laughs> um, so glad you're getting the help that you need. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really didn't. I, di I didn't expect us to stay together. Yeah. I, I was, I was still, I was pretty closed yeah. for a while. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, cause my thing is I didn't, in that situation, I didn't know what I would do without you, which I don't know if I ever said that, but that was one of my biggest fears was like losing you. 
Um, obviously, I knew I'd still be father to the kids, but that was one of my biggest fears. And it, and in, and part of that was, okay, now I've really got to dive into all the stuff that <laughs> has been buried for so long. And regardless of what happens, I have to do that in order to free myself of all this other stuff. Right. And then come to the realization that we might even that we might not be together. Yeah. So that was a that was a big fear for me at that time. So and I I, I say it now, I'm glad you you stuck with me. But uh but yeah, it was it was wild. But we we talk about hard things. And that was tough. And so um You mean like in our YouTube page? Yeah, in our YouTube oh, channel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, videos. yeah. We talked about some really hard things. And so let's take a a look at this clip from, I believe, our first full episode of the show or of our uh, YouTube channel <clears throat> on some things that I thought were really hard for me to deal with. So up to this point, 19 years, I have failed miserably at being a husband. I thought I was doing what a husband does, but I really didn't know. I had the figure out who I was in this because in marriage, some there's that old adage where you lose yourself in the marriage, but even going into it, I didn't know who I was. That may sound silly being 45 years old. And for anybody that knows me doing the things that I did, I still don't, still don't know, you know, who I am. And I'm, but I had to go back and figure out how I got to this point. It was obvious that I couldn't unravel the puzzle by myself. Michelle, couldn't help me unravel that puzzle as well. So I had to make the decision to go to a counselor and seek a counselor who was going to be able to help me peel back the layers, find out what was at the core of my being and help me understand it and then evolve from it. So marriage aside, I needed help. I needed counseling for me. All right, so failure, like I, I truly felt like a failure. Um, from the standpoint of I failed you big time. I failed the kids. Um, I failed because my mom was one that I really, I, I talked to her open and honestly about it. She, she definitely, we know my mom, I'm a mama's boy. Let's just, let's just be real. I'm, I'm a mama's boy. Um, and and so, <laughs> to, I mean, she's wonderful. So, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, she's, she is fantastic. And she was actually, she, when things started hitting the fan, um, she was actually there. Yeah. She was she was staying with us that week when yeah. you were traveling, and um, we had a little head to head. And she asked me what's wrong, and I just I unloaded, and she just she she was shocked. Yeah, she was stunned. And then after I said everything, she said, "I'll never forget this." She said, "Before you were a wife, before you were a mother." You were a woman first. Yeah. And just her saying those things, because I know a lot of the things that she went through yeah. to try to, you know, keep her family together and um, how strong she is. And, and uh, I've always, I've always really admired her. And so um, that helped. Yeah. You know, yeah, that helped. I mean, and that was honestly disappointing you and disappointing her like that, like crushed me. I mean, you, cause like you said, you know how I am with my mom and, and everything. So, but that's the one thing about my mom too. She's always been very open and honest about yeah. that. So, um, so I needed that. And she told me, she's like, basically like, listen, you, you dug this hole 
you got to get your way out. It's not on Michelle to dig you out of this. Right. Like you've got to deal with some things. And she was like, whatever you need to do to do that. Mm-hmm. She goes, and in the end, you guys might not be together. Like she was the one that like laid it out. Like, okay. Like I was like, Ooh, mom, like, like that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's a gut punch. Yeah. But I knew she was telling me the truth. And so, yeah. um, and I've told you when, when, when I met you, like you have so many of her qualities so, I mean, I guess in a way I married my mom, but no, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just messing, I'm just messing with that. But no, she, they do, you guys have a lot of similar qualities and, you know, that's one of the things that, that I love about your relationship is that you guys have always been able to talk and communicate and mm-hmm. a lot of moms and, you know, mother-in-laws and things yeah. like that, it just doesn't work, yeah. but you guys, it has always worked and she's always been there for us to support us not necessarily always help us through it, but right. you know, she, she was always there to support us. And so, um, which is a good thing because we were actually engaged before we even met. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which was wild. <laughs> so. But the comment you made about being a woman first, yeah. um, we're going to take a look at a, a clip from that same episode where I talked about failure, where you talked about all the things you were doing to help the family, to help me kind of live my dream. And, just the things that we, you know, you missed out on, or, or I think is very important to have me time. And so let's take a look at that clip. I know a lot of moms can testify to this when I say there was no me time. You know, we just throw so much into um, doing what our kids need that a lot of times we forget about us. So me time. So your me time was different as we went as we were on this journey. So you talked a little so bit about time that. on yeah. the journey because, um, you know, as moms know, it is so hard to, to balance everything. I mean, we have, we had four extremely busy children running in opposite directions. And we covered a lot of that, you know, in our, in our episode. Um, so how, how do you find me time? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, how do you do it? Um, so I struggled with that. And then, um, what I, what I did, um, I just remember I took, I, I, I had to take a couple of days off from work and my, and I was honest with my supervisor about that. And she yeah. was super supportive. Um, you know, one of the first things I did, I go to Google. I'm like, I need to, do, I, I need, I need, I know there's books out there. There's gotta be videos, you know, yeah. it's the 21st century. I, I need a how-to, I need to work through, you know, um, very cerebral like that. And so, um, you know, I'm reading and listening to Brene Brown, um, power vulnerability and sharing with you and, you know, you're going to counseling, I'm going to counseling, um, I went on a lot of just walks with my headphones in and mm-hmm. cried, you know, um, you were sharing books that you had listened to. Um, what was the author where you talked about, um, every man's got a dog. Oh, um, Rev, uh, Oh my goodness gracious. Rev- Devin, Devon. Yes. Uh, he was married to Megan Good. They recently separated. Yeah. Either, either way, but yeah. Yes. He, yeah. So that book, I remember, you know, I audio booked it and I'm just like, oh, every man has a dog and they work to keep that dog down. And I'm like, that makes sense to me. But then I got like, really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how come they get a dog? <laughs> I want a dog. Like, that's not fair. Right. Like right. You, you, you label it a dog and then that's like, okay. And yeah. you know, so 
Um, cause he, but, but I, I'm like, okay, there are a lot of men that, that go through this. And so what we're doing is important, Yeah, you know? Um, so we, we shared what we were learning <clears throat> with each other. Um, I, you know, I had a really good friend that, uh, she's very faith-based and we had disconnected from going to church yeah. and, um, you know, I, I, that is part of it too, is, you know, we get busy with tournaments and, and our kids and, yeah. and so there is that disconnection there. Um, so that was another thing that I knew that I wanted to do. I, I wanted to get back to m my connection with God. Cause I felt like completely separated. Just, I, I was so lost. I was searching for anything and everything. Yeah. Um, so connecting with the new church, you know, with Antioch, yep. that was huge for us. You and know? an elevation after that. An elevation, you yep. know, and, um, you know, understanding that, you know, church isn't something that is, should be a, um, something that you feel like you have to do, you know, yeah. it shouldn't feel like an obligation. Yeah. You know, we started looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's, that's, but that was kind of a turning point for me and we'll, you know, we'll mm -hmm. get into that a little bit more, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, the me time thing. Like I, I do like going back to it. I, I realized like the, cause you had chasing, plenty of me time. <laughs> cause I, yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I was so, I didn't even know what I was chasing at that point in time. I felt so lost. lost. Like I didn't, you know, we joke about it now when we talked about, I wanted to be a division one head coach mm -hmm. and you know, obviously we're in a different chapter of our life right now, but then when I got into to dental sales and I became a trainer, it was like God finally connected the dots and said, you know, okay, you are a coach, but it was just in a different world. Like right. we're taking your talent and your abilities right. from a world you think you have to be in mm -hmm. to a world where you can thrive in too as a trainer or a manager and things like that. And mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy because I was actually really, really enjoying, you know, that part and being in that position uh, as a manager and trainer. And then obviously things change with our kids, <laughs> with Chris well, and Keegan. That but. allowed you to continue to coach and train the boys as well. Yeah, absolutely. And so I know because of that, because you talked about me being a good dad, yeah. I felt like I needed to be there through that process. And so I probably, I know, I, I mean, I got fired from a job. Yeah. Um, I probably messed up or didn't seek out promotions that were there. No, because, not probably. Okay, I did. Thank you. I did not. Um, but it was one Definitely of those things. didn't like, work up to your potential. I look at it now. Frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I think I still have a lot of potential. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a realization, but that wouldn't have come if all these other things hadn't happened, which it sucks for you to go through you know, yeah. 18 years of, of me um, to find it. Uh, but it was our rededication to our faith that really opened things mm -hmm. up and really gave me perspective and allowed me to function at a level that I mm -hmm. hadn't before because of my belief and because of our, you know, dedication to going to church mm -hmm. and doing that and Bible study and things like that. Like, you know, mm -hmm. our faith is, is been a real turning point, mm -hmm. especially I probably more for me than you um, when it comes to that, but, but yeah, we enjoy it, you know, and we understand how important that was, but. Uh, I think too, like just when, 
we when you found Brandon, I mean, it was a Google search, yeah. you know, yeah. and this guy's available. And, you know, sometimes the universe just conspires. And when, yeah. when I mean, for us, you know, as we've been on our faith journey, the universe, source energy, God to us, it's all the same thing that, that that's guiding you. And um, the fact that, you know, Brandon is who you went to see. And yeah. I'm just like, you go get, you go get it. You know, <laughs> I'm still leaving. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, he ended up being faith-based Yeah, and that was huge. Yeah. I mean, are we to big. the point to what we talk about, you know, like D-Day, are we there yeah, yet? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can definitely talk that. We'll, we'll come back to how you and I have changed okay. since that point. But, but yeah, we can talk about D-Day. Um, well, first we know we've, we've talked about like female versus male counselor for me. Um, obviously having Brandon was, was great because he challenged me and it was, it was almost like being in a, like a coach, you know, he w- he was my coach and I'm in a huddle and he's saying, listen, okay. And he's just, he just, I need you to do this. You're not, you know, you're not living up to your potential or you're not doing this. Like I, I and so it was, it was a really good back and forth where he challenged me. And I think I came home every time when it was just he and I mm-hmm. with something new to share and then well, when first you, you took a nap because you were exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> <laughs> and then we would, and I, and I always told you, you don't have to tell me what you talked about yeah, with him. Yeah. Like it, this is between, you know, you guys, like I just, cause I'm still leaving. So this is just about you <laughs> finding <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you, I want, yeah, let's talk about D-Day okay. from, from your perspective, because the one thing that did happen when you started coming to counseling with me was. Uh, was that our first session with him? It was not our first session. I think it might have been our third session because you had been okay. there before. Because remember, you said, I don't know why I'm going. I don't need counseling. But then when we got in there. No, I'm like, I, I, I do. I remember <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I've dealt with my yeah, right. with my dysfunction, you know, and I always have. I've always been very honest, open right. and honest about it. And, right. um, you know, how it's formed me to be who I am today, yeah. you yeah. know, but I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'll totally go and support you. (laughs) But there were some things that came out of it for you though. Because even though you feel like you've dealt with, you know, things in your childhood that, you know, maybe, you know, dysfunction in your family or, you know, whatever it is. um, It's just, it's always there. Yeah. You know, and it, you don't just like deal with it one time and then, and then like, Oh, I'm, I'm all better. I mean, it's, it's always there. So it's important to have tools to know how to, you know, because there, you you always have to have tools for triggers. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, even we still have. Yeah, scars I'm still, are scars. I'm, yeah, exactly. Scars are scars and there's always well triggers. Said. Um, so, yeah, so we have to deal with it. But, but yeah, so, that so, day, so, yeah, so D-Day, go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take it from your perspective. So Well, for me, um, that Friday before, and this was in March, I was just, I, I felt, I felt completely lost. I just, you know, I had, I, it's one of the days where I, I took a day off from work. You know, one, I had a couple of friends that, you know, one who had been through a really rough um, marriage and divorce and, and, and came through. Um, she was a rock for me. And um, another one was a good friend of mine who we've been best friends since the day we met in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just studying her faith journey. And, um, I'm just like, I need to, I want to know more about what she's learned. So I went out and spent the day with her and we talked and, and, um, I'm like, you know, I pray every day and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I still have like so much anxiety and, 
And uh, she just said, sometimes you just need to just just stop and listen. She's like, you know, we 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 know that we pray and, and God hears our prayers. Mm. But sometimes you just have to just stop and just listen. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, okay. And this is hard because I'm kind of a control freak. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. just stop and listen. And then the next morning, <clears throat> I woke up at 4.30 a.m. And my mind was just racing, just... I, you know, just, I mean, it was one thing after another, like the kids and we're going to sell the house and I'm still planning this, this divorce, <laughs> you know, even though you've, you've been in therapy for, you know, a couple, a couple months, months. Yeah, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I, my mind's just racing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to, um, do my yoga and then I'm going to do my meditation, you know, and then, um, I'm going to end in prayer. And so I'm, I'm going through my yoga and it's just not, I can't, I can't like focus on it. I'm just, I'm just like, I, and then I start bawling hysterically. <clears throat> and so all of a sudden I just felt this whoosh kind of come over me and I just felt be still. And I'm like, my first thought was, oh, great. Now I'm hearing voices. So you can add psychosis to it. But then I'm just like, no, that was more of a feeling than just like a, than a voice, you know? And, and I just, this calmness came over me and, and then I just kind of sat in it for a little bit and I wasn't bawling. I might've still been hyperventilating a little bit, but it was, it was calming. So I was like, okay, this is, this is good. And then, um, we went to church and I remember the priest or not the priest, sorry. Those are yeah, earlier churches. Yeah. Um, Catholic. I remember the pastor talking about, um, you know, sometimes when it comes down to it, just be still and know. And I was like, Whoa, be still. I remember writing that down because you had told me about that. Yeah. I wrote about it down that in my notes. Yeah. 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 I was like, well, be still. Okay. All right. And then my good friend from Friday, she had sent me this uh, podcast clip to listen to. And in the podcast clip, uh, the the girl who was, you know, going over a Bible verse, she said, be still. And she was, I think she was actually referencing Exodus at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. That's the third time this weekend I heard that. Yeah. Like what? So I Googled it. What is this? Be still. And it's be still and know I am God. Psalms 4610. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So then Monday is when we went. Yeah. That's our D-Day. Yeah. We're meeting with Brandon and he says to you. Yeah. He asked me like, you know, I, basically like, what do you want out of your life? Like, what are you chasing? And it was... And who are you? Yeah. And I remember to this day, like I, I sat there and I closed my eyes and what I saw was nothing. It was black. And so to me, that was a message telling me like, if you don't change your ways, like that's where you're heading. You're heading into an abyss for the, for the you know, I guess for lack of a better term. And we know what that abyss is when it comes, when you talk about your spiritual and your faith mm -hmm. journey and things like that. And so I didn't see anything and it scared me to death. And I knew that like I had to change and it started with my faith. Like I just had to dive into it. And, and so. And confront the, things that have been, that that you have, didn't realize were holding you back. Right. Right. And there, there are things that I've dealt with, but they're still there, mm -hmm. but I know how to, but I, you, like you, say, you have tools right. to get through it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that day was so emotionally draining. 
I went home. We went home. I, I don't I even remember <laughs> all of it. I just remember, I just remember how we both felt. And yeah. I remember Brandon at the end of our hour saying, are you guys okay? Yeah. And I'm but like, well. That was well, God kind of wrapping it all together. It was, you know, the message that you sent, the message yeah. that he sent to me. And yeah. it was like, okay, we knew that our faith journey at that point in time was probably, I mean, it was probably going in a little bit different direction as far as like what you needed versus what I needed. Right. And we're like, if it all comes back, it comes back. But mm -hmm. if it doesn't, we know that we're doing things personally that are going to help us be better versions of ourselves right. moving forward. And so, yeah, that was a crazy day. I took a nap. And so yeah, you at home. Yeah. So <laughs> Brandon's like, you know, you guys, okay. Kenyon says, uh, or I said, um, well, we'll be okay. I'm like, he's going to go home and take a nap and, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to get a tattoo. So yeah. I, I went and got, uh, I went down to Wildside in yeah. Cedar Rapids and, um, a gentleman by the name of Sticky, <laughs> I told him my story and, uh, yeah. he got, uh, he did the be still on my forearm. So, yeah. And then me, I didn't go to Sticky, but <laughs> I did the same thing. Cause yeah. one of my favorite verses is Exodus 14, mm -hmm. 14. And, uh, you know, that's the same thing. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm -hmm. And so you talk about Bible verses that that capture you. Yeah. But then the connection that you and I have, like we talked in the beginning, like we always knew. Right. Like it was just crazy how we knew that we would be together. It was just that mm -hmm. I made the journey a little bit tougher than it needed to be. And so, um, so yeah, but that was D-Day. And from that point forward, you and I were like, I mean, we were, we were locked in and there's just been so many uh, different locked in with our faith. Okay. Yes. Locked in with I agree, our faith. I we still had to work that. on a relationship. Um, but yeah, D-Day was, was, was pretty, pretty crazy, but it was monumental and it was yeah. life changing Yeah. for, for both of us. Yep. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we talked to you, touched on a little bit, um, the whole faith journey, like you grew up Catholic. Yep. So went to I got school, went to I Catholic got college. And I got baptized Catholic yep. when we had the when we had the boys. Um actually it was after we had McKenna. Yeah. Um but we moved away from that. Mm -hmm. And you know, I wanna talk to talk a little bit about that journey and how um it's it's led us here. It's not that we it's, just needed something different. Yeah. We needed something different. Um, you know, we really don't have to get into beliefs and Catholic Catholicism, all that kind of stuff. But you and we need. I mean, some, I will. We needed. We just but needed I don't something be. different because I remember you saying to me about the Catholic when I got baptized Catholic. I would come home from mm -hmm. the classes I had to take, and I would say, "Hey, do you know that we read this prayer for that? We read that prayer for that." And you're like, "Huh? Oh, I don't. I didn't know that. Like, I just <laughs> went and did it. So that's that's Out kind of, of obligation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how. That's just what you do. You go. To yeah, yeah. So so talk a little bit about that that shift for you when it came to. Um, you know, just the faith and how you looked at it, your relationship, your personal relationship with God. I, I just knew that there was more that I, I wanted to learn. Yeah. I knew that, that I could, I didn't, I, I just had so many questions mm -hmm. and um, when it comes down to like a specific, I guess, religion, I wanted to take religion out of the equation because there are times where I would sit in church and, you know, I'm listening to the message and I'm like, oh, I get that. But then 
something comes up about something political and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not in the, that's not, you know, like what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wanted to find something new. Um, and so, you know, people have talked about non-denominational churches and, and I was like, well, that's not really church, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. but, um, <laughs> you know, it's not about the denomination. So the, the churches that we have attended and listened to, they're inclusive of all denominations. Mm-hmm. So I love the inclusivity of the places that we go and the places that we attend. Yeah. Um, because I had a hard time with, you know, like, well, if you haven't had first communion, you can't have it, you know? And yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of amazing people out there that aren't maybe necessarily, you know, baptized a specific religion that, right. yeah. you know, they're, they're still have, still have a closeness with God. Absolutely. And so. I, and I think I go back to my Bible study group. Yeah. So, uh, we started attending Antioch. Um, I actually became a prayer team member, uh, yeah. when, when, uh, you know, when, when my schedule wasn't so crazy. And then this Bible study group, we started meeting at Scooters at 6.15 a.m. Yeah. on Fridays. And I was like the youngest guy there. And I was the only, only black, black guy dude. in the whole group. <laughs> and so what was great about it was, yeah, there were there were guys in the group that went to Antioch. Mm-hmm. There are also guys that continue to go to Catholic church mm-hmm. or Lutheran church. But when we got together and we studied the word, like it was very it was very powerful to have a group of say eight to 12 mm-hmm. men talking about these things, interpreting the Bible and just getting different perspectives. Cause for me, they, I was a new perspective for mm-hmm. them in the group. They were a new perspective for mm-hmm. me in the group. And they've had years of marriages. Y- yeah. Plenty, plenty. I mean, and I think our two, our two senior members have been married both over 50 some years. Mm-hmm. And so having that perspective is, has been phenomenal, but I tell this group all the time, like you save, not, you didn't own, not only save me, you saved my marriage mm-hmm. and it's, it's. And I think I've crazy. only met one of them. Yeah. It's one, crazy. like once or twice yeah, we randomly or would run into them at church. It's so wild, but that's the one thing that I felt I've really opened up to is just being able to share, be transparent and mm-hmm. vulnerable with other men. You know, I just recently came back from a retreat and that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing that we don't address as much as we should, not only in the African-American community, mm-hmm. but just males in general, like, you know, do you have someone that can hold you accountable that, you know, that you won't have, you know, be mad at or whatever? Do you have someone that can speak truth into your life? Do you have someone that can give you perspective? And if you do have those people, are you in a place where you can accept that, right. receive it? And that's the biggest thing, because I wasn't in a place where I could receive things. Right. And this happened. And it has been transformational in mm-hmm. my thought process is transformational in my demeanor. Um, you know, my perspective and looking forward and always trying to find the best in people, in things, in situations. Looking through the eyes of more, you know, more, more, what can I do for someone else instead of, you know, what can I do for me? Right. Cause it, your, your life was from my perspective. Yeah. Very ego driven. Absolutely. At the time. And when, when your life is ego-driven, I think it was um, Eckhart Tolle. I love listening to his books um, on audio. I, you know, um, Personal Perceptions or A New Earth yeah. is uh, um, Life's Purpose. 
that's the one where he talks about ego um, and and just you can't get in touch with yourself and you can't get in touch with God if everything is ego driven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just, that was huge for me. And I think I try to get you to read it, but <laughs> I had a lot of other books I read too. That's, yeah, that's helped, but, uh, the, the Bible being the most important one. For sure. Um, oh, remember the one book we, we started reading love uh, and respect. Yeah. Love and respect. Yeah. Oh, that was huge. That was big. That's like, actually, we we're like, Whoa, that's actually in the Bible too. Yeah. Like, um, what is it? Man, you sh- will love your wife and wife will in turn respect her husband. Yeah. Oh man, we were in such a vicious cycle of dysfunctional <laughs> where like, yeah. y- you know, like you weren't showing me love. So I have like zero respect for you. <laughs> and because I wasn't respecting you, you weren't showing me any love. And it was wild. Yeah. yeah. I remember like we were reading that together and we were just like, oh. Yeah. And it's wild though. I think when you look at like the husband, wife or male, female dynamic Yeah. and, and how we're socialized too. Mm-hmm. That that plays a big part in it because, you know, I was always like, like we talked about yesterday, like you don't appreciate me, like you don't tell me, you know, and like I, but but I didn't realize it wasn't a man thing, it was a Kenyan thing yeah. that, you know, I for for other part for for most of my life I hadn't felt that from the people that I needed to feel that from. Right. Um, we won't get into like the the whole family dynamic. So many cans and so many words. I know it's like, yeah, so we don't want (laughs) to, we don't want to open that one up right now, but, but it was a vicious cycle and and what we had to learn and, and I had to learn more than anything was what you needed because the way we show love, the way we show respect, um, the way you need to receive it is different than the way I need to receive it. And understanding that is what has allowed our, uh, us to have uh, transparent and meaningful conversations without now at this point, like getting upset about things. Cause I would always avoid any tough conversation <sighs> because I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. You were a runner. Cause I was, yeah. Yeah. I had my running shoes on. Cause I was used to doing that. And I did that growing up mm-hmm. because there were certain things that I would, felt that I needed that I wasn't getting. And it's, you know, it has nothing to, you know, it, it, it does have to do with family dynamics and what went on there um, because you know how close I am to my sister yeah. and then how she got sent away. It, yeah. it created this, I created this bubble right. around me that I wouldn't And we do in. because it's self-preservation yeah. and it served to protect you at that time. Yep. But things that, that served to protect us at that time and I can't take credit for this. This is another one of yeah. the, whether it's Brene Brown or Mel Robbins, but things that protected us at that time don't always serve us later in life. Absolutely. They, they can it hinder holds us. you back. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, one of the things that Brene Brown talked about was embrace the suck. Yeah. Yes. And this <laughs> sucked. <laughs> really and sucked. it sucked rewatching. Like I, that was the first time, you know, last night when, as we knew we were going to do this this morning, yeah. I was sitting and I'm like, all right, you know, I, I really didn't want to. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to relive this. Like it was, yeah. it was so painful doing the videos, but at the time, like we just, we knew it was necessary, Yeah, yeah. you know? So I don't regret doing it and I don't regret putting it all out there, yeah. you know, cause we have helped people. Yeah. And I mean, couples suffer in silence and we've <sighs> seen it way too much. You know, now with, with McKenna being a senior, we see families that yeah. are kind of breaking up, you know, just like we did with mm-hmm. Chris and Keegan. 
And I'll say this about Chris and Keegan and where they are now. I mean, obviously those who don't know, we have twin boys that are, you know, both NBA players at this point in time. I don't think if I hadn't gone through what I went through, I don't know if they would be where they are because part of their journey was me allowing other people to coach them. Me allowing other coaches to pour into them and understanding like I wasn't the end all be all to what it is. And now I actually, I love the fact that I can step back and just Mm -hmm. be dad. And that was a really hard transition though. And because when we made the decision to, for them to go to DME in Florida, that was the same time when um, you and I weren't sure our marriage was going to work. Yeah. Like we weren't sure that I still wasn't sure that we were going to be together, you know? And, but you know, we, they had an opportunity. Um, we knew all that, all they needed was just time for their bodies to physically develop, um, emotional development, you know, development in their game, just all the way around. And we knew after you took the boys down there for a visit that that's exactly where they needed to be, even though it was in Florida (laughs) and they could care less about the beach and the ocean. And um, they didn't want to go and we forced them like you're going. And I I was blessed that I had a position um, with the University of Iowa that I could work remotely. And so I was able to go with them. That saved us money, you know, being able to stay down there with them. Um, I felt like my relationship grew with them, being able to spend time with them. And, um, you know, and then you were back up here with McKenna, but yeah, there was was a lot of conversations, a lot of tears on the phone with, you know, you missing them so much and me missing McKenna so much. And that was, that was tough, but you know, we, 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 it was, I believe it made our family tighter. Though. It really did. It, it, it really pulled us together. And remember the funny thing is the kids thought we had separated because, because <laughs> you were with them in Florida yeah. and I was in Iowa. They were like, yeah, mom and dad are getting divorced. Yeah, they were they having those, that was it. They were having those conversations, which, yeah. is, which is kind of crazy. But well, it, we weren't sure. Yeah. We, but they, we but they thought that that was the first part of our separation. Yeah, absolutely. Even but, though we, I, we told them that it wasn't. Like, yeah, but I, I still think we, they we're, were preparing themselves for I the worst. I think so too. You know, because uh, they, they'd seen it happening. Yeah. yeah not just with friends. our family. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like they probably knew, like as soon as I graduate, I'm outie. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was my thought for many years. But no, that was, but, but that I, I go back to that a lot because I was so like hands. And I think yeah. me being hands on early in their life definitely helped them for sure. Uh, being there because that was one of the reasons we started the AU program. Yep. But understanding that, um, I, I was one thing in their life and I needed to allow other people to pour into them for them to realize their dreams. That was the Mm -hmm. hardest thing in the world. But I I really love it now Yeah, is that I can just be dad. And we really don't talk basketball so much, you know, I'll throw something in there, but they always are quick to tell me that they have coaches. Yep. Just like McKenna. So (laughs) McKenna's uh, been doing that since she was in fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, dad, I have a coach here. You're not my coach, dad. You don't need to yell at me, but, but from an ego standpoint, I look back on that, that time and that decision and that realization as something that probably catapulted them to be able to achieve the success they've had here. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I know in becoming a better man, like it's allowed me to become a better husband and a better father. And, 
you know, that's, those are the things that I cherish. I, I, you know, even just, I apologize for putting you through that, um, putting the kids through it. But, and it's one of those things like, I say to the guy, like, okay, like, did, did we really have to go through this? Um, you say that. <laughs> yeah. I've asked that question to God many a time. But <laughs> I know sometimes, I mean, God uses broken to spread his word, to spread his love. And um, I was definitely broken at that yeah. time. So um, with that being said, is there anything else we want to add to this? Because we have, we have like three more uh, shows to do when it comes to this. Oh. And we're really going to dive into you know, how to rebuild trust and when uh, things like when saying sorry isn't enough because <laughs> heavens knows I said sorry a lot of times. But before we end this show, is there anything else you want to add as far as kind of put a bow on what we did at the beginning of our like, our marriage being reborn that you think the, the our audience would, would gain something from? You know, I think that, you know, we, we've talked about that, you know, like, um, you know, rebuild our marriage. And for you and I, I I'm like, I don't want to rebuild it. Like we need to, we need to tear it down <laughs> and start over. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I felt at the time, like our sound, our foundation was pretty solid. Mm. Um, but we did not use very sturdy material. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know, to, to, so we had to just tear everything down yeah. and, you know, start with a solid foundation and understand what that meant. Yeah. And, uh, so that was the, the biggest part of the journey. And that was probably the most pivotal part of our journey is, was, um, so I don't feel like we are like rebuilding. We, we have built brand new cause I don't want, I don't want what we have before. <laughs> yeah. It's like putting on a new deck on a house. You got to tear everything down. Yes, you do. New support beams and everything. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, well, this is just the first one. This is just the first episode in this Marriage WTF series that we're excited to bring to you. I want to say thank you to Storyline Multimedia, Wise Financial, and really, really want to thank Bravehearts TV for allowing us this platform to share our story, to bring people on that have inspiring things to, to share to not only um, our audience here uh, on Bravehearts, but all across the world. And so with that being said, I'm Kenya Murray, your host. Let's keep connecting. This podcast is sponsored by Storyline Multimedia. Storyline is an Iowa City-based media company that specializes in creating high-quality video, photo, and audio productions for local businesses. Not only that, but they also produce a number of podcasts, including this one. So if you're interested in sharing the story of your business with the world, contact them today by visiting StorylineMultimedia.com. And remember, your story matters.